0: And welcome to an episode of Impactful Conversations, a platform to educate and inspire. My name is Tafadzan Lorten, and thank you for tuning in for the show. On this show, I interview and speak to individuals who are making a difference in their world, individuals who have a different way of thinking and are forming as leaders in their respective fields. I hope that you enjoy the episode, and I'd love to hear some of your feedback after listening to the episode, either by writing us a review by heading over to the website, impactfulconversations.co.za, and heading over to the Contact Us section. Anyway, wherever you listen to this, I hope you sit back, relax, and enjoy the show.
1: Hello there everybody, and uh, welcome to another episode of Impactful Conversations. I thought I'd do something slightly different uh, for today's episode, and actually give you a little bit of a preview of what's coming up, and... um, what to expect in today's episode. Um, Thrilled to be joined by Kotlano Tsukiso Kepadisa. Um, He's a musical genius, as you'll get to know very, very, very quickly. Um, And, you know, just to give you a bit of a heads up of what's coming up and a little bit of a sneak peek, um, we're actually going to talk, you know, about his journey into music, where that passion for music, you know, came from and where it stemmed from and how it sort of evolved to where he is today. Um, He's going to tell us a bit about his favorite choirs at the moment his favorite musicians, some of his inspirations, um, and I think you'll really, really enjoy that, so stay tuned for that. Then we're going to talk about passion and volition, um, and in particular, you know, how the Makanda Quantic Choir, you know, came to be, came to life, and they actually performed for the President of the Republic of South Africa. Um, and you know we'll get we'll get to learn a little bit more about you know whether or not he's a good dancer and how that performance was. Um and then after that we'll talk about you know the the power of, of art and you know the, the potential for arts for the arts to benefit our society. So do stay tuned, enjoy the episode up ahead. Please do subscribe to either the YouTube channel or the podcast or both uh to keep up to date with the latest content that we have. But yeah, take care and enjoy the show. Hello there everybody and welcome to another episode of Impactful Conversations, a platform to educate and inspire. I'm really excited today to be joined by a very talented guest, Uh, but before I introduce him first, um, I really would like to thank you for listening to the show and for all of you who have subscribed and for all the reviews and the wonderful feedback that you give, uh, it really is heartwarming to have you as part of the community um and yeah i would encourage that you know any of you who haven't subscribed yet to do so to subscribe to the podcast be it on the youtube channel um or the podcast platforms check out some of our courses uh, that we've already had um on our website which is impactfulconversations.co.za um, and i would also encourage you to share this with your family and friends and leave us a review you know on how you're finding the podcast episode and the podcast as a whole we'd be really interested to know But anyway, let's get right down to business. I am thrilled today um, to be joined by Kotlano Tekiso Kepadisa. He is a musical genius. Uh, If any of you have heard him or had the wonderful privileges I have to have watched him, um, you know, he's a musical genius with talents in in directing, singing, uh, playing various instruments. He has extensive experience in various institutions in his profession at, at such a young age. He is the artistic director and founder of the Makanda Quanti Choir, uh, which we will talk a little bit about later. Um, He's also the assistant director of music for the Makanda Choir School, uh, Cathedral of St. Michael and St. George, um, whose rise has been featured on SABC recently. So you can check that out on the episode page. And you can also check out the Makanda Quanti Choir as well on the episode page. And, um, yeah, we'll talk a little bit about some of their performances in a bit. But he's also the choir director at Graham College. Um, he's pursuing a bachelor's degree in economics, mathematics, and music from the university currently known as Rhodes as well. So overall, he is, like I said, a multi-talented uh, but a musical genius. And it really is a pleasure to have you here, at Tiki. So how are you doing this morning? I'm doing very, very
2: well. Up and early and ready to take on the world.
1: Oh, wonderful. I absolutely love that. And uh, for those of you who are listening, we're currently recording this just after 9 a.m. on a Saturday morning, a beautiful Saturday morning. Um, yeah. So you're in Makanda at the moment. I'm in Johannesburg. But, yeah, I think it's uh, it's wonderful that we can join virtually in the same room. But so, you know, as, as we typically start off, um, I have the privilege of knowing you fairly well. Um, but, you know, for the listeners who don't, um, I would really like to know, you know, where are you from? And, you know, what are you passionate about? As well as I guess we, we should probably dive into it, right? Where did your passion for music start?
2: Sure. So I was born in Soshanguve, which is a township um, north of Pretoria. And so we lived in a, in a Soshanguve is divided into blocks. So we lived in Block JJ. Um, and I went to school at a farm school um, with just I always like telling the story, but it's just Afrikaans teachers and black students. So you can imagine the dynamics. And that school was large school, hard um, And lucky enough to have gone to some students, um in my high school, and that's where my formal music training began. Um, and currently I am residing in Makanda here in the Eastern Cape. Um, and my my passion for music uh, began. Well it's not necessarily the passion the music is not necessarily the passion my passion is really working with people and that passion began at a very young age um with my grandmother who mm-hmm. was in very in many ways a community worker so um in Sachanguvwe so there is a a history of drug abuse by the youth so at when she was you know young and healthy she created an after school class to to take the kids off the of the streets and we used to go into our family garage, and we would learn plays, read the Bible, play some music, learn about singing. So that's where really using the arts as a means of working with people begun. And and luckily for me, and I'm very blessed, that sort of spirit has carried on with me. So
1: that's wonderful. Yeah. And I, I, you know, you 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 segueing into a topic that we will discuss a little bit later about you know the power of. Of the arts, but I really think that's that's super inspirational, you know the just the the passion that you have for people. and you know as as we I, I guess go into you know your journey into music, right? So for as long as I've known you, uh, you know you've always had the energy to try new things. I, I I've had the the benefit and the privilege to to have gone to the same high school as you, and that's where we met. Um, you know, and I, we've, we've been on a cricket field together. We've been, um, you know, in a music lesson together, although that was more me trying something new rather than you trying something new. <laughs> um, we've been on a rugby field together. We've been on an track together. I've seen you everywhere, basically. I've seen yeah. you in the gym. I've seen you absolutely
2: everywhere, right?
1: So there's a lesson somewhere in there, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I think, I think for me, for me, you know, in any field that you enter, in any field that you try, you're always going to learn something new about yourself. Um, it's very good to focus on the field which you are talented in and that you are good in. Uh, but at the same time, when you go out and you challenge yourself, you get to tap into things which you wouldn't necessarily tap into in that field. So I I have always, my this is um, because of my dad, been always open to trying out new things. Um, and just trying to become a wholesome human being, um, to be able to, to relate to Taffa, to be able to relate to Ayanda, to be able to relate to, you know, Jacobus, um, mm-hmm. any kind, especially in the times that we live in as a country, we really need to engage with each other. And that really starts with ourselves and starts with ourselves entering the shoes of others, even if it's in the field, which we do not know. Mm-hmm. So I, I am always energetic. Um, about new things I'm always energetic to new ideas Uh, anybody who wants to start things I encourage and I try and help and provide resource as best as I can because that's how we learn from each other nobody has sort of a I don't know nobody owns um, the means of of creativity and the means of being successful so it's it's really good to learn from each other
1: absolutely love that that's that's incredible (laughs) I I guess I want to fast forward a little bit right Um, You know, you initially decided to and, you know, I I can imagine as a as a as a multi-talented individual as yourself, you probably had quite a lot of, you know, decisions to make as you grew up through high school. And, you know, you probably had to think, where where do I want to take, you know, my life and which, which direction do I want to go? Which I think, you know, is is a place that a lot of people find themselves in. And, um, you know, in high school, I found myself in the same thing where you have you have options and you have choices in terms of, you know, what do I want to pursue? It doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, you'll you'll succeed in what you pursue. And that's actually where the uncertainty comes in. Um, yeah. But you do have, you know, the option to say, I want to be this. I want to be that. I want to be this. I want to be that. But you you chose to go and study uh, business sciences, as mentioned previously at the university currently known as Rhodes um, you know, so talk to me a little bit about that decision. Um, what what sort of factored in in in, in taking
2: that step? Yeah, uh, this this is a very very it's deeply personal because I'm only now starting to realise how it happened, right? So so we we especially you know I don't I no longer like like using the word talent because I think everybody works hard even though you're talented you need to work hard but there is this thing where children whom are talented children whom uh, have gifts of learning of understanding and of getting insight very quickly um, they they sort of get molded um, encouraged to go into fields which are deemed to be special so um, throughout my throughout my whole academic career um, in, in, in primary and in high school, I really got things very easy, right? So um, I, 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 at some times, because, because of the many things that I did, right? I would be like, okay, so I've got this math assignment to do. What do I need to understand about the maths? Learn the basic understanding, do three exercises in the beginning, three exercises at the end. Great, I'm done. I've got that under control. And that has worked for so long, right? And and I've been succeeding at it. So by the time that I was in matric, um, you know, because of my natural my my knack for for understanding the sciences, yeah. I was very much encouraged to go into the sciences, the statistics, the economics field. Mm. Um, also, because you know there, there is a conversation amongst black people. Um yes. that you know music doesn't give really much of a safety net unless you become a teacher. Um, mm-hmm. So so that's that was one of the reasons that i I want I chose business sciences because if I am going to do something like mathematics, I would rather go full force in um, than than just you know takes light one here, a light one here, and a light one there. Um, and I chose the university currently known as Rhodes because of its reputation as a liberal arts institution. So I would be exposed to various thoughts, to the politics, to the arts, to the culture, and it's mm. the home to the National Arts Festival as well. So that was really, really a pulling factor to coming to, to, to Rhodes University. Um, and we entered in, and I did very well in my first year. Um, mm. it, was, it was really, really good and all great. And then in my second year, Um, uh, I started to, because of the liberal arts institution and because of the times, um, I started to now question many things about myself, about Mm. how I grew, about my society and what surrounds me. And also it was the time of Fees Must Fall, um, the, the, the chapter 2.2 for, for, for the Red Culture Protest, the Audi Reference List. So Mm. it was an incredibly dark year at Rhodes. And at that time, that's when my, well, my passion started to to take fall. So I used to get opportunities left, right, and center to do Mm -hmm. music. And that pulled me in. So all of these things, you know, having to use the music to help people with what they're experiencing, having Mm -hmm. to be involved in drama plays about displaying what web culture is, having to be involved in the forefront of the roads must fall, the fees must fall, and the audio references culminated with me being excluded from the university. I was sure. excluded on a on a on a financial basis, but I couldn't come back because my academics were too weak. So um, over that time in my when I remember when I got my exclusion letter, I had to decide, you know, are you going to stay in Makanda? Or are you going to go to Johannesburg, go home and figure out what to do? Yeah. And really, by grace, I was given an opportunity to become an intern at the cathedral. Mm. And that, 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 was, that was a life changing. That was a switch. Mm. Uh, and in about a space of four months. So as a background, my family is not Anglican. I always, I always tell people this. So I had never been into an Anglican institution. Um, so we, we, we enter the church and there is all of these odd things that are happening, the Eucharist, the mm. singing of the masses, the even songs. Um, mm. And the director of music then tells me, so you've got about four months, um, which you can learn from me. I will be leaving after four months and you need to take over the reins. Mm. Um and he said that you're going to take over the reins, don't worry, it's just going to be two months until the new director of music is going to come down, mm. and really, I, goodly so, those two months turned into two years in which I honed my skill of conducting um, and doing music, and and I immersed myself in that year of exclusion. In music, I was also a stooge at Kingswood College um, and conducting their choir as well, Uh, Mm -hmm. And that's when I I established my name as a conductor. I created Choir, and things went up from there. So the year after, I re-registered at Rhodes University. Um, I registered for a Bachelor's of Social Sciences, Mm -hmm. um, now focusing into politics and sociology and economics. So music was not there as well, Uh, Mm. um, even at that time, you know, because I'm thinking... I will. I will learn music later. I'm doing music right now. Yeah. Uh, and and that was fun. The politics and sociology are incredibly revealing subjects when you yes. want to learn about people. So I was very privileged to have having to to be able to engage with those subjects. And then um, the following year, I started to take music, which is where I am right now. I'm mm. um, taking piano as a, as one of my majors, along with mathematics and economics. So yes. it's been it's been a really long road. Um, yeah. and, and in many ways I feel it was just like God telling me just go and do music and me being like no I want to try this and no I want to try that um, but he, he, you know he knows what's right and and I I eventually accepted, and it has been you know one of my best decisions so far um, mm-hmm. to to start focusing in music and I think as time goes on um, I'm probably going to start to narrow down um, and start to specialize into into my into my craft mm.
1: I, I firstly thank you for for sharing that i think um it's an incredibly powerful story that you've shared i think because you paradox you know the the bumps in the road as it were um yeah. you know with with the unexpected you know turns in the road but also paradox that with your, your musical career you know starting to grow and yeah. you know you're you starting to find yourself you know in music and using that to impact people um, and yeah. you know which will which you'll we'll come to as well in in a bit um I, I really think that's that's extremely powerful and if i had to ask you one question which is um, i'm sure there were times where it felt like you know there was no end in sight right you you it probably felt at some point like you're walking in a very dark tunnel and you couldn't really see you know a light at the end i'm curious because i think we all walk through dark times in life um in different you know manners shapes and forms some of them we decide to talk about some of them we don't um what kept you going what is it that kept you saying you know what Keep at it. Don't give up. Yes, I know there's probably moments where you felt like giving up, but what is it that kept you
2: going? Sure. I think what keeps me going uh, in any situation I find myself—I don't believe that that the difficult roads are are the end. Um, no. I I have a very—I'm a firm believer in my in my skills and in my talents. Mm-hmm. I do certainly note them as. Um, triggers to point out something is wrong something is not working um, (laughs) either within yourself or within how you relate to the world so that's what I use those situations as Um, I remember in my in my that second year was a really tough year because you know I started the year being homeless Uh, because of finances I couldn't find a place to stay so so for about four months I was house hopping um, and you know at the same time while you house hop you get to meet people whom are similar or who are in the same situation as you. And at the same time, the person, the kind of person that I am, is that I'm compassionate and I'm very empathetic. So mm. you're homeless. Um, you need to go with your academics. It is roads, and fees must for an Ari reference list. You get people coming out for you asking for help. That was, that was the first time that I realised before you help people, you need to make sure that you are OK. Yourself, so, but it was also that that helping of others that kept me going because I knew I can't I cannot fall if others depend on me. Um, so in that dark time, ironically, it wasn't the vision of the future, but rather what am I dealing with right now <laughs> that's going to keep me going? Right? How am I handling this situation? Many many other people are really 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 suffering. How are you going to help them? Um, so so that's what kept me going in that year in my second year and when I got my 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 exclusion my exclusion letter from the university Mm. it was really just my music to be quite honest I was like I if I go home uh, um, I will have nothing to do although I had ironically I had planned to begin what is going to now in Sochanguve in that year that I was excluded Um, but I said well I have more access here in Grahamstown, I would be employed at the cathedral which would give me more resources, Mm. it's much, it makes much more logical sense to remain here, Um, and and I remained in Makanda and that's, with that year I didn't even think about my exclusion, I didn't think about my my finances and what I needed to do to come back the next year, I was really really immersed in, Mm. in honing my choral skills, um, and that's what that's what and that was a dark time, subconsciously. But I didn't feel it didn't feel like that. Um, I I was really doing great work. I was, I felt like I was developing. That's
1: yeah, and I think there's there's so many nuggets there. You know, I think if if anybody's listening to this, probably just rewind another like two minutes back and just listen back again and open up your <laughs> notes and you know just start typing because you. <laughs> You shared some incredibly profound thing. I mean, I loved what you said about, you know, right at the beginning, where you said the difficult roads are not the end. And I think that's that's incredibly powerful and incredibly profound. And the fact that, you know, even in that dark time, you managed to think about, it wasn't necessarily the vision of the future, but actually what you were going through right now. And the fact that even in that, you could help people, right? And the fact that you could be selfless and, you know, actually actually develop your own, your own self through that process, I think is incredibly inspiring, okay. profound. We've, 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 um... We we started off very heavy, okay. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> people are listening to this like yo tougher you started off really heavy. Let's let's tone down t- 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 a little bit. Okay. So I, you you're obviously a a, a, a musician, right? And I I'm quite curious to know South Africa. I I have always found you know, and I there's one thing which I absolutely love in South Africa. Um, many things, but the one thing which you know stands out to me from a musical point of view choirs, I absolutely love choirs in South Africa, right, and I I just think there's something really special about South African choirs in general, and I'm quite curious to you, like from you, to hear from you, which is as a musician, right, which choirs currently in South Africa excite you, other than your (laughs) own, right,
2: other than,
1: (laughs) 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 if you had to name, you know, one or two or three um, choirs that currently excite you at the moment that you think
2: people should check out. I think, you know, everybody should check out the Stellenbosch University Choir, Yes, um, mm. whom are, are the flagship choir of our country, uh, yeah. dare I say. Some people would argue, but I, I say that Stellenbosch University is a flagship choir of our country. Yes. Um, then the University of Johannesburg Choir, incredible groups of people. Mm. And they, they, I, love, I really love their diversity and their truthfulness in sharing the diversity of the music that they do. Mm. Um, there is Quaver Vocal Group, which is a community choir like ours, but in Johannesburg, for mm. adults, also really, really good, very, yeah. very good. And um, what else? There is a children's choir um, from Cape Town called Zolani Youth Choir, and mm. they, are, they are really doing inspiring work, um, that side. Um, and those are those are run about my choirs Obviously, Global Youth Choir is doing very well on the international stage yes. um, And they, they really do some exciting popular music um, mm. But I, I would say that Stellenbosch, UJ, Quaver, and Zolani are, are my go-to They are really good Amazing,
1: amazing yeah. And so if I had to ask you, you know, who are your musical music? So,
2: so who inspires you musically? All those conductors for those choirs I would say. <laughs> <laughs> so so okay, I, I mean I've got I've got a number of people. So I don't have ironically, I'm a person who doesn't have a particular role model. I like taking bits and pieces from everybody. Um, yeah. But but certainly Andre vanarva, his work ethic, his just his charisma is, is, is really beautiful. Renate mm-hmm. Boer and her sensitivity. Sabalem and his focus, Odwa and his passion for working with young people. Um, they, they inspire me in the choral conducting field. Then there is my favourite choir in the whole world is Trinity College from Cambridge. And their conductor Stephen Layton. Uh, I think they have mastered what it is to be a choir. And with regards to blending, with regards to tuning, with regards to everything that you can get. Um, they, are, they are a typical church choir. But they can venture off into any other field and do well, except for African music, because they haven't tackled African music yet. I think <laughs> it's quite <laughs> tough for people like. But no, they cool. have really mastered mastered the Western art essence of choral singing, mm-hmm. and there is a well. My my mentor Andrew John Bethke, mm-hmm. who is a lecturer in KZN right now, he is very close to my heart in terms of what I do and the gifts that I have. Um he's a person that led me to what I do, so he is really he, he insp- every time I read his books, read his writings, I'm every time rejuvenated and renewed and then my mentee, um a young person that i that I work with called Bayandam Teto, um, who's a brilliant pianist um he is he is also one of my biggest inspirations so I
1: absolutely love that and I, and I would encourage you know everybody to go and to go and check check every single person that you've and every single choir that you've mentioned. Um, you know, and, and and really check that out and and you know give 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 them a listen. And please you know reach please. out and 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 you know let them know that you've that you've enjoyed it as well because that makes a, a world of difference. So if I had to ask you, you know, what's your favorite song
2: right now? And <laughs> oh I'll ask one, one, one only. Oh my gosh, tougher. <laughs> my goodness. I can because I'm doing the work right now, I'm yeah. I'm doing a whole it's a thirty minute song, it's a mass, and it's called The Chamber Eucharist by by one of my well, my mentor, Andrew John Bethke, the lecturer at KZN. And it is it is an orchestral work for for string quartet, uh African percussion instruments recorder, as well as a chamber choir. And he he wrote it in response to the xenophobic attacks in twenty twenty sixteen. Um, that were rife in our country, and he incorporates various musical elements of different cultures. So the the, the work um, has about six languages: English, Latin, Afrikaans, East um, IsiXhosa, and I am missing one more language. Oh, I think it's got. It's, no, it doesn't have shona, but it does have shona elements in how it plays, how he wrote um the, 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 the string parts. Right <laughs> 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 it
0: is, the it part. is
2: absolutely <laughs> stunning. It is it is such a such a spiritual and an incredible piece, anybody for anybody to experience. So that is that is at the moment my favorite piece. Um, we are we are planning on recording it next year so that I can listen to it many times in my sleep. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> I look forward to to seeing that recording. So,
2: we'll so thank
1: you for, for, for sharing that. So let's let's talk passion and volition, right? Um, yeah. And I want to start this off by talking about your passion. Um, and you know, in the lead up to our episode and you know our our preparations for it you and I have been you know chatting back and forth probably for the past 2 months in fact i think it's about 3 months right about this this episode right and you you said something that i thought was quite powerful you you spoke about your passion you know being a passion to help others um to become the best they can be mm. even in our brokenness um yeah. you know so talk to me about
2: the birth of this passion. Where did this passion come from? I think it came from that, from that, from that dark year, from my, from from my university second year.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you know, th- there is a saying that you know, broken people cannot help broken people, um, and I think to some extent it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but but we only work on ourselves if we know what we're working. In ourselves for and that is usually any person who lives they live and they interact with others so whether whether a person knows it or not in some way or another they are influencing another person so i i that passion of mine to help others grew at that time where i had a very damning experience for my first four months but people came to me and people were crying and people were experiencing really painful traumas that they experienced in the past, and people were being were, were stopping themselves from, and a bunch of things happened, you know, both spiritual and both physical that that allowed me to really grow my wings, um, to start to shine, to start to feel, um, and and. That time, I had to I had to really dig deep, and, and look look at people in their eyes, hear their stories, mm. understand what they what what, what their stories meant, um, and yeah, work through that, and mm. so so it has really been, it it yeah it, it the the big passion started at that time, but mm. I also think that my my whole career I've I've been a person who liked to help people. Um, I am very much a teacher's pet um, because I like I like to know things. Um, yeah. But but I mean you 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 know very well you know in in, in high school um, m- my big thing was service to the school um, yeah. you know in any in any field that there was so if if I remember in the one rugby game when one of the war cry leaders um, had a, a, a ambulance issue. Um, you know, I decided to step down and to encourage the school to keep going, you know, mm. um, when when anything had to do with music related, I was always there. Um, yeah. So I, I, I don't know why, but I really like helping things become better and helping things become what they are supposed to be. Um, it makes me it really just makes me very happy um, when 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 people are smiling, when people are happy, when people believe in the work that they do um, that. It it only it only helps us become better. Mm. Um, and and the world which we live in has for many years it it, it in many ways stops us from expressing our creativity. Yes. So you you will want to do something or you will you will see a cloud mm. and you will imagine it as a dragon and someone will say, Oh you stupid man, how oh, is that a dragon? <laughs> so something as small as that when you say it at age of three, instead of saying how is that a dragon? You know, to inspire people to start to think outside the box. Um, that that energy gets dwindled down and crushed down and crushed down even further and further and further. Um, and my my deepest passion is to undo that um, because because we become better people when we we are when we are expressive.
1: Love that, absolutely love that. So this this led to the inception and the birth of the Makanda Quantu Choir. So before you tell me a little bit more about that, um, you actually mentioned to me that you wrote down that you wanted to start your own choir and I think there's also a lesson somewhere in there around the fact, you know, around writing the things that you want to see come to fruition down and the things that, you know, that you're convicted about and you, yeah, your convictions, you know, cementing into reality. But tell me a little bit more about that start of starting, you know, the choir. What, what brought you to that moment? And I'm curious about the name as well. You know, tell me, tell me all about it.
2: (laughs) All right. So, I was in many choirs in in, in the university space, right, at Markanda. So I was involved in the Dining Hall Choir, the University Choir, the Gospel Choir, the Cathedral Choir, at Kingswood College Choir, all these choirs I was very much involved in. Um, but they all they didn't have... You know, they were all specialized. They all focused on that thing. And the mm-hmm. other one focused on sacred music. The other one focused on just Western music. And I was really looking for a choir that would do everything. Um, so so I, I gathered my people and I decided, well, the year before, I was like, I'm going to start a community choir of adult singers and we are going to rehearse a lot of times because we want to become the best Um, so i was going to go to Soshanguve and go and start kopanang youth choir both start with k (laughs) (laughs) kopanang youth choir and we were going to rehearse probably three four days for two hours a week and just create stuff which people can be proud of to get people out of the streets to to Mm. to get people stopping from doing things which are not helpful to them Um, and, and I wrote down the constitution, right? I wrote down the constitution. I wrote down what everything that I needed to do. I had phases in which I was going to create this thing. And, and obviously that didn't happen, but me working at the cathedral, there was a space to start to, to do something for the National Arts Festival. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do what is called a jazz mass um, by Bob Chilcott. Um, it's a fantastic piece, and people should go listen to it, especially mm-hmm. if you're a religious person. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, very nice. And, you know, the current, the cathedral choir that I had then wouldn't pull it off to the extent that I wanted it to be done. So I used that, that space to select singers from all over town and I was like come let's work together to create this thing and after that that was that was one of my best performances I've had to date um after that performance I write that group a letter and I was like well look I want to take you guys to the world choir games the next year and I want to start a choir with you and I want to encourage the community to come in are you in are you out and they all said, thumbs up. We certainly are. Um, and obviously then I had to go and figure out what, what name am I looking for? And I really wanted to be a name that embraces diversity because I value diversity so much. Excuse me. So I value diversity very, very much. And I searched and I thought of names and I suggested names and I couldn't come up with a name. And I started to ask my friends, you know, sit down, just had a lunch conversation. I was like. Look, man, I'm really struggling to find a name that can click. Mm-hmm. What name can I use? Because I can't use Graham's Town because of what <laughs> connotations it has. Mm-hmm. I can't use just community choir. I can't use just just because Khini also means from a certain area. I want to have a word that can mean all of these things put together. Mm-hmm. And she went away. And some time later, she was like, Guantu. And I was like, Guantu? What does Guantu mean? Um, well, where does that word come from? And she's like, oh, no, it means the people of the Ntu, which which inherently means African people, people of African descent. Mm. And in my conviction, I believe everybody's an African descent, right? We all, well, we, we, human beings uh, claim to come from the cradle of humankind. Yeah. So so that name really rung for me. Um, and And it means either the place of the people, or a place of gathering, um, mm. where you, the place where you will find the do, um, the Bantu, which which is us. So mm. so it ringed very well, especially because it had the suffix do related to ubuntu. I was like, tick, that yeah. is our name. We're yeah. gonna <laughs> go with that. <laughs> and and it also allows it also allows for for the choir to view off in many directions, which is what we have done. Um, so so I. I yeah, that's that's how the name that's how the name came about, mm-hmm. and the choir has started very well, and it's still going very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but in our 2018 year, when we started, we wanted to go to you know the world stage and go compete with the world, um, and that that really t- took us on a very high level of productivity that we have to maintain and we continue to maintain uh, every time. So what really differentiates us from all the choirs in the town is that. We aim to do work every single term, every single semester. We aim to put out a product. Um, and, and that has been really the characterization of the choir. You know, At some point, you will find us singing incredibly sacred music, very deep, very spiritual. At some point, you'll find us singing African music. At some point, you'll find us singing pop music. At some point, you'll find us singing um, American um, mm. um, gospel music. So, so it's, it's, a, it's a whole myriad. Of experience is a kaleidoscope of what yeah. choirs in our country should be like, or at least what I think choirs in our country should be like.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so, so that's how it started. Absolutely love
1: that. I, I and I've watched a number of of your performances um, online. I, I'm yet to watch one in person. I really would love to do that. <laughs> um, and but there's one person who's watched your performances in person. There is was the president of the Republic of South it Africa. <laughs> you, you you performed uh, for for him actually in in Makanda. Um, what was that like? And also, I remember if I recall correctly, he actually stood up and came to dance with the choir. Is he a good dancer as well?
2: Well, he's got some rhythm, we can say. <laughs> You can step forward and backwards. Um, you know, people, people like the president are very influential. So it just so happened that the choir started to to imitate his dance uh, music. I do remember um, that. I actually remember that. I I
1: I will share the video with um with all the listeners on the episode page. Um, I remember. I think it is on YouTube. And I absolutely loved. I, I absolutely loved the the performance, and absolutely loved the. The entire, the entire, the entire video is just incredible, and I think yeah. you know, really testament. To, and I'm very sure that there will be plenty of, of performances in in the future of, of similar nature. But anyway, let's let's segue right into you know a, a topic that I know you're uh, really keen to talk about and really passionate about. I'm keen to to dive into this with you, and you know. Talking about the role of arts benefiting our society, um, yeah, and, and I, I would really like us to really dig deep into this. And you know, tell me, tell me how you see the power of art to benefit our society.
2: The first thing that art really requires from people is for them to be humble, right, and for them to get rid of their egos Um, and for any person to be able to to have to have that opportunity to experience that. Of course, there are many other ways you can do that. Um, Mm. But but really the arts as as a means, if you're going to call yourself an artist, Mm. right? if you're going to allow your creativity to come out, Mm. you cannot go out and be like oh no i need to be the best oh no well you can do that but but that cannot be what controls what you create you really have to allow the deeper emotions the deeper feelings the mm. things which are really personal to you to come out and give them the space give them the opportunity to express themselves as they would so <clears throat> i i am a huge advocate for young people to be taught or to have the experience of doing the arts. Because, first of all, it gets rid of this idea that, oh, look at me, I am A, B, C, D, E. Because you will always make mistakes in the arts. And that's the nice thing about it, right? Nobody can claim to be a perfect artist. That's just, (laughs) doesn't make any sense, right? Everybody struggles. They go through so much just to get a small, effect out of what they want, they go through so much. And that kind of trait, that kind of character, that resilience that it builds, I think is very important to our society. And also particularly with things like, you know, where we are going with regards to technology, with regards to sciences, right? Things which we are building, right? If we don't have the gift of the art, if you don't have the appreciation of the arts, right? We will not have appreciation of the world, right? That's why we would get things like pollution, like people just wanting to get out, regardless of what it does to the world, because they don't appreciate the beauty that surrounds them. They don't appreciate mm-hmm. right the environments, the people, what do the people mean to them, right? So they will go out and they will start to exploit people. But when you you go out and you try to paint something, you try to sing something, you try to play something. You mm-hmm. try to act something. At that point, you are not Sekisoke Parisa. You are not Vayandam Teto. You are not Asana Madigwa. You are just a vessel. You are just a vessel telling a story, and mm-hmm. you you have to be aware that at some point there may be someone in that audience that has a very close identity or relation with what you are displaying. Mm-hmm. So there is there is an incredible amount of humility. That art requires, and empathy that art requires, that I believe can only benefit our society.
1: Mm, mm, that's that's incredibly profound. And if we had to talk, you know, from an institutional level, right? Um, firstly, I guess our general institutions. What what do you think needs to change in our general such as schools, um, high schools, and I guess maybe primary schools as well. You know, to to begin to empower uh, scholars through the arts, and I guess I can I can also you know plug in, you know your and and love to hear your thoughts on you know, manage a multidisciplinary approach um, to support and to empower people through art and to give people the space to actually you know express themselves as you mentioned through the arts. But also, you know multidisciplinary approach of you know coupling that with maths and science. I really would love to to get your thoughts on that. you know what what support do
2: you think institutions actually need in that space? Sure. I think the 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 first thing, particularly with regards to public institution, is that there, there needs to be a change in how our policies are made. Uh, I think part part of part of the issue is that we do not have people whom are experienced artists who are actually practitioners in the field, mm-hmm. making policies, deciding what what do we do for artists, deciding how do we encourage the world, the artistic world. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, the, the, there's 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 a art approach where you know art is, is put in as aside as sort of something you you can attempt to do, right, mm-hmm. and and that is risky because. And I I would sort of put the blame into people who are successful practitioners, because it basically puts in and concentrates the work of art to a few people who have had the privilege of of practicing their skills. So Mm. now people when people would want to now, you know, let's say, build a sign or let's say, teach people how to speak um, publicly or let's say how to present. Um, anything anything of that sort is related to the arts, right? So when one even with reading a book to a child in the public, whichever space, that is art in itself because you learn how to pitch, how to send out those words. So institutions really need to reimagine the narrative which they put into the artistic field, yeah. um so that so that you know, we can become we can become better as a country. We can be much more proud as a country. Part of the reason I believe is that we are not proud of ourselves as a country, part of from the from the you know corruption, is that we don't get to see the big creativity that happens within our people. We don't get to enhance the creativity which happens to our people. And God, is there so much creativity in many people? Just that they don't have resources, they don't have materials, they don't have spaces which to work and and, you know, all of those things are related to how things have been structurally developed in our country. But we need to address those issues so that we can become a country that is, that is very proud of itself. Um, in, terms of, in terms of multidisciplinary approaches in schools, science and, and engineering and maths are important in creating structures and creating things that can function, that can be automated. But aesthetics are also equally important. <laughs> they are, please, very equally important, right? So I wouldn't I, I would I wouldn't want a computer that has, I don't know, horns facing one side and another side, or that doesn't, that is just a, a you know, plugs that are connected into the into the hardware, I would mm. like to see something which can make me happy. We can be like, this looks like something from the future, or this looks like something that has really taken time to create, mm. right? Not only does it does it make a person, you know, feel better, but rather mm. it gives off this idea that this is a really sophisticated computer. And it really might just be just a few things put together. But it's mm. again, you know, that that feeling when you look at something beautiful, when you look at something that has Taken time to create. It really makes you value things. Um, and that's part of, I mean, for me, I love working in the church that I'm working in because if you walk in there, you certainly feel like this must have taken a lot of energy to create, and mm. this and it stood like that for so many years, you know. Yeah, it it, yeah. it has stand the test of time, and mm. art really, if you do it very good, stands the test of time. It is exactly. it baffles me how. Somebody from sixteen seventy seventy nine who wrote their music to this day. If you want to become a great classical musician, you have to go and try play his music. It yes. baffles my mind, yeah, um, because because you know, and, and it speaks testament to what what the arts do. Um, they make people very proud. They bring patriotism, um, and and it's very important, I think, for 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 advancing our our. our holistic human nature
1: yeah i absolutely love what you said you know about you y- the, the the power of art to to completely transform you know and the fact that art you know stands the test of time but it completely transforms how we view creations how we view innovation how we you know and actually things can work together they don't have to
2: be separate as as you've rightly pointed exactly. out exactly mm. and i i'll I just i just like to add on that as well is that um, you know we we live in a world where where there are so many differences, right? Everybody has a taste everybody everybody is angry, rightfully so, but if people are mm. angry, people don't want to listen. People don't want to speak each other's languages anymore. Mm. Um, but but, for example, the gift of choir music is that it really, if you do it very well, it breaks your heart. it goes through all those barriers that you that you have, and you sit there. And you're like, this piece might be performed, might be written by the most racist person <laughs> who lived the earth. And you wouldn't know, but just its beauty, right? Yeah. It allows you to feel. Um, for for the audience, that's, that's the empowering part, and that's the transformative part. For the performer mm. themselves, you know, as I said, you, you, you get to relate because you cannot sing something you cannot do something that's artistic without actually understanding its history or the person who did that. So Mm. for the person who learns the arts, which is why I encourage schools to take children to learn art, it allows you to have an empathetic nature to how you relate to the world. Mm. I
1: love love
2: the, the, the emotional, you know,
1: connection. That that you that you've outlined, I think that's extremely important. and Something that we probably don't, you know, take into account as much. And finally, sticky. So, um, you know, if so, the arts, the arts has unlocked your your potential, um, and is continuing to unlock your potential. Um, you know, if if I can boldly say that, and you know, if if I'm a listener listening to this, and you know, I've I've got this far, and I'm saying yo, like you are you know you, you're you're successful you've you started your own choirs you you're on your way right and obviously you I, i'm asking you right how do i do that how do i how how do i do what you've done you know whether it be in in the arts whether it be in sports whether it be you know in science
2: how how do i how do i do that how do i do what you've done <laughs> All right. I think there's two things here, right? The first mm-hmm. thing is that passion comes into play, right? So I did not know, to be really honest, I did not know that this was, was what I was doing until mm-hmm. these past two years, where I actually stood back, reflected and being like, oh, hectic. I've been doing this thing and I've been succeeding. For me, I just felt like okay, I need to do this choir because I am just singing. I need to teach this. I, oh, there's this fantastic piece. I need to go and teach this thing to your person, right? Mm. But then currently, right, where you have succeeded relatively, right, as a young person, right, mm. I'm at the stage where you now need to really work, right, and things like consistency, hard work, mm. management, mm. self-discipline, those things comes into play and And that's again, not just in the arts, right uh, that's in in any field that one is passionate about. so I would say, firstly, for any person, right, not just in the arts, in any field that you're passionate about, be passionate right and yeah. and and own your passion and go with it right. Secondly, passion means nothing without hard work and consistency, right so really, really be consistent, and that's easier said than done. Yeah. <laughs> That's really yes. easier said than done, especially if you especially if you don't have a mentor. I know last week's chat was about having mentors and people you can yes. speak to. If you don't have a mentor, really, it can go out anyways, but really work on those things, right? Mm. Thirdly, I would say some sense of spirituality is important. Mm. Um, and that spirituality, some I mean, I'm not trying to say everybody needs to be a Christian mm-hmm. to be a good artist, but really, Connection with things around you because every, we, are, we are so small compared to the things that surround us, right? We are just little small things that have been given the privilege to feel, to hear, to create. And that's a big privilege and you really have to be grateful for it, right? Yeah. And you won't be grateful for it if you feel like this is just something that I have, right? How did you get it? And you really got to give thanks to the, for, for, for the gifts that we've had. So spirituality is important um, discipline is important, um, your mental health is also very important. So there are many artists out there, there are many people who create things out there, you will most likely want to compare yourself to those people, but comparison is a killer of joy. Um, yeah. so, so, So create the mental space of knowing what you want and knowing what you can contribute to society, because you cannot do what Bach did. You cannot do what Llovy mm-hmm. Youth Choir does. you cannot, I cannot do what the Stellenbosch University Choir does. I can only do what I know I am very good at, right, and that I am working on consistently, right? Mm-hmm. So believe in yourself, but also have the mental space to be able to, you know, keep yourself healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I am... I am tempted to say exercise, um, because, <laughs> uh, because I love I love keeping fit, and I I yeah. think it's one of the ways which which you know they really help us. They bring in good good feelings, especially when you when you tend to go to to bad spaces or spaces mm. where you have creative blocks, right? Yes. Exercises are crucial. Um, not only do you look good but it also it helps you feel good. It helps you keep healthy. Um, so you don't have illnesses that will stop you from creating or from being, the, the, from being at the peak that you can be. So I, I, I'm an advocate for, for peak performance lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and, and, and any person who wants to do well really create a peak performance lifestyle and things will start to come. And also mm-hmm. patience is a virtue. Yeah. Um, patience yeah. is really, really, really a virtue. Take your time. Um, it doesn't mean be lazy, be consistent, but yeah. it doesn't mean that by being consistent it'll come tomorrow It'll come when the time is ready and when 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 the things start to manifest themselves mm-hmm. so so work on it, but be patient with it
1: I love that absolutely love that I think you've hit that one out the park and and thank yeah. you for for sharing that and you know i i there's actually a, a quote by Craig Grouchelle, which you know you're talking about comparison and you're the quickest way to forget or the quickest way to minimize your gift is to compare it to something else. Right. Um, sure. you know, that's, that's the quickest way is to say, well, yeah. you know, I have this thing that I'm good at, but you know, I want to, you know, be like that or compare it. Yeah. to something. I yeah, think that's, that's extremely powerful, you know, what you, yeah. what you shared. And so, so I just want to thank you so much. Um, this has been an impactful conversation <laughs> um, for for me and and I'm sure for for anybody who's listening to this, I want to thank you for for sharing some super nuggets of of gold with us. Um, and I I want to thank you for sharing your story and for for allowing us to to get to know you a little bit better. Um, for allowing us to walk that journey with you through this episode, I I really want to thank you and I hope that it's been a fantastic experience for you a reflective experience for you and an empowering experience
2: as well for you as well it really has um there aren't many spaces where what was empowering for me in particular was to be able to speak about these things in public right because many people they don't like speaking about their failures right we all have failures well at least i think we all have failures (laughs) some people might be lucky that they're just you know on a high end yeah (laughs) really failure failures are part of life but it's about what do you do um, when you're done there How do you get up and it's really about getting up all the time right you mm-hmm. fall you trip, but you get up again and you go even harder right and now you you've even got the strength of that experience um, mm-hmm. so so to to speak I think truth is very important and mm-hmm. and 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 not trying to pretend to people to be someone else but to really tell them the experience that you've done because I mean the people who will probably need this are people who are who are in spaces where they need to hear this kind of information Absolutely. so so thank you for for creating this space and thank you for allowing me to speak. It was really, really good, really really, really good. I look
1: forward to having you back on the show in I look forward to that too <laughs> and, uh, I look forward to 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 being to actually you know meeting up in person you know, yeah. once the global pandemic has, has hopefully subsided in the near future. But um to you, the listener Thank you so much for uh, listening to this episode or watching this episode. we um, would really encourage you to let us know how you found it, um, either via our website, um, via the contact us section where you can, you know, type a quick review and say, you know, how the episode has impacted you. Um, or if it's on YouTube, type it in the comments. Or if it's on Instagram TV, type it in the comments on one of the Instagram TVs. We really would love to to hear how this has impacted you. And um, from myself and Sakiso, until we meet again, thank you very much and goodbye.
0: Thank you very much for tuning in and listening to the episode. I hope that you were impacted positively and that you found substance and significance whilst listening to the episode. Head over to the Impactful Conversations website at impactfulconversations.co.za to find out more about the show. To stay up to date with the latest episodes, please subscribe to the podcast and give it a 5 star rating. You can also check out and subscribe to my episodes in video format on the Impactful Conversations YouTube channel. Just head over to YouTube and search Impactful Conversations. Thank you to all who have listened in and subscribed. Why not share the episode with a family member or a friend who you think could be positively impacted? Anyway, until the next episode, bye bye, stay safe, stay healthy and wash your hands.